to the Future of Field Service podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Nicastro. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about humanizing your brand. We're going to talk about what exactly this means, why it's important, and what some of the impact is that comes from putting a focus on doing this. Um, today, I'm excited to welcome to the podcast, Rich Malachy, who is the CEO at Malachy Parts and Service. Rich, welcome to the Future of Field Service podcast. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. So Rich and I um, found, well, I found Rich on, on LinkedIn through a mutual connection um, that had previously been on the podcast. And um, I took note of some of the things Rich is doing at Malachy um, and uh, to sort of augment a traditional service business. Um, and, and we connected and talked about this concept of humanizing the brand. Um, and I invited Rich to, to join in and talk with us a little bit more about what this means and why it's important to various service organizations. So Rich, in 2017, you and your sister inherited the family business from your dad, um, at which point it became very important to you to, to make it your own and, and make it feel like your own. Um, part of this was redefining the perception of what field service is and can be. And, and in your case, when I say field service, you're in the food service business. So tell us a bit about Maliki and, and the, the family business, you taking it on and why you feel it's more important now than ever to, you know, really modernize field service and make it quote unquote sexy. Yeah. Uh, so I think the the most important thing for anyone to understand first is the background I have is my main goal every day is um, handling and overseeing Maliki Parts and Service. We are a food equipment service business here in New Jersey, and we're factory authorized for over 80 brands. And we're running 14 technicians and, and we're working on ovens and steamers and grills and ice machines and walk-ins. And our customers are chains and hospitals and schools and anywhere food is really being prepared. And, uh, you know, I've been in the business for 20 years. And, you know, over that time, I've got to see a lot of the changes the industry really has gone through. I mean, I remember when faxes and uh, pagers were still around. So I kind of have that generational thing where I, I, I got to see it all. And as we move into the technology-based uh, world that we're all living in of the, the world of now um, and everything at our fingertips and, and really just um, being able to get closer to the customer is more important for, to us than ever, which is kind of why I talk about humanizing your brand and getting, getting closer to our customer, as I said, through digital, through video and by doing so, I think we can really um, just really strengthen our our relationships here in order to continue to build and grow because that's the whole point, right? We want to continue to build and grow. And why is it more important to, to make field service sexy? You know, we're in, a, um, we're in a day and age where it's getting harder and harder to find skilled labor. So how do we do that? Um, I think there's a lot of questions in the air. I travel around to a lot of conferences and you know, the number one question is how do we find more technicians because we have so much work, but we don't have the technicians to, to handle it all. And the power of video and digital is, is something that the next generation all has their phone in their hand. So if we're looking at high school students, if we're looking at maybe someone that didn't go to college, they're not really sure what to do. They're still all on their phones. They're scrolling through their feeds. They're they're paying attention to all these different 
things that are coming up and go, go here to the medical field, go here for here. But where, where is the food equipment world? Where, where is that coming up in our feed? So I kind of set out uh, over the last several years to begin coming, making sure I'm coming up in the proper feeds and, and, and showing what this industry actually is. It's not just some guy with a tool bag or some woman with a tool bag that shows up and says, Hey, I'm, I'm here to you know, fix an oven. It's really so much more than that. There's, there's a lot of credentials that come with that. I mean, this is a, for, for me and my perspective of what, what a technician is, especially in 2020, is um, a very intelligent, highly capable person that is committed and dedicated, that comes in every day, they lace up their boots, you know, they get into their vans and there's technology at play. You know, I don't think people realize that the technology at play, you have your GPS, you have your cell phones, you have your smartphones, you have your tablets, you know, you're connected with the office, you're connected with the customer, you're, you're walking into equipment that's becoming much more data driven and there's Wi-Fi, and, and we're actually, you know, it's not just turning a wrench anymore. There's much more to it. And for us to be able to show that and really spark some minds and say, hey, listen, you know what? It's not just about getting our hands dirty. We're actually helping people and we're, we're on the cusp of technology. Yeah, I think you brought up two really, really good points and and two of the major benefits of humanizing the brand, which is one, a way to differentiate yourself with your customer base, right? And so, you know, today's customers are looking something beyond just service delivered, right? And and figuring out what the quote unquote personality is behind your company and your brand and your individual workers is one way that you can differentiate your service from someone else's service, right? It, it adds that personal element to what you're doing to, you know, develop a deeper, more intimate relationship with your customer base. Um, the second, which I certainly want to talk a bit more about is the need to really revisit and refine how today's service organizations are attracting talent right? Because we've, we've done some other content on this topic. And I think that the general consensus is that, you know, historically service organizations sought to hire based on experience. But as you mentioned, um, there is a shortage of experienced workforce, right? And so being able to evangelize the appeal of the trades and of service to a younger generation and help them understand alternative paths to what they may have perceived as their, you know, um, only options is, is imperative. And so I think what you're doing with humanizing Maliki and, and the roles that you can provide those, um, you know, those younger, uh, workers is important in terms of making the industry, um, not only more appealing, but just more, more, um, creating more awareness around it to people that, that might not see this. So, um, I'm curious for, for, from your perspective, you know, it's important to embrace different ways to recruit the next generation of frontline workers. Um, so how did you recognize that need to evolve and, and do things differently than, than how they've been done historically and, and how, how have you adapted so far? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, being able to realize the, the, the super, you know, we talk, I talk a lot about generational shift and and where we are and all the acquisitions in our industry and all the way, just the way everything is going and changing, um, you know, for us, you know, we, we 
as a, any service company, we can't grow. We can't scale our businesses without the proper people in place and the technicians and trying to figure out how to, how to get those frontline workers in the doors. Um, it's, it's going to be super challenging just because most, you know, and we, and Sarah, you and I have talked about being on Gary V and he's kind of what kind of you know, brought up saying, Hey, you got to make it, you know, quote, like quote unquote sexy. And how do you do that? Because everyone's kind of attracted to that, to the digital world and to all these corporate things. Um, you know, for us, you know, the old, old ways of Craigslist and, and Indeed and, and career builder, they might still have a place, but now it's more, I think, important than ever to put our technicians in the videos, to put our employees on the videos and to show what we're actually doing here as a service business to, to really just attract and, and, and again, and also just create awareness because we're planting seeds at the same time to to really just affect the whole the whole industry, you know, uh, I think the the saying is all all ships rise with the tide, and we want to we want to do that um, collectively, which is why I, I love to connect with other service companies and put them on the videos and let them be aware of people across the country. So, um, it, it, the impact is going to be very real if we don't start to change that, and um, you know, the the power of video. Uh, on a consistent basis, really putting out authentic, genuine information is, is going to be the only way I fear, I, I feel that we could do that. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about two of, of the biggest reasons that we feel it's important to humanize the brand. Um, and, um, we're talking about sort of now, how, how do we do that? Right. So let's talk about, um, two aspects of that. So one of the the big initiatives you've had at Maliki is to bring Maliki into the digital age and, and not just in terms of the technology that your um, technicians are equipped with, but really to take um, the company's message uh, and, and get it out via different digital platforms to reach a, a broader audience. Um, so I want to talk about how you've done that. And then I logistically what platforms and, you know, frequency or what you feel has worked. But I also want to talk about what, what message you're looking to send. So, um, meaning, you know, you just mentioned authenticity, right. And, and showcasing the, the work that your technicians are doing and, and sort of along the lines of the conversation around humanizing, you know, beyond just a commercial for Maliki and what it does for the customers or what job opportunities it provides, you know, sort of that traditional message, what ways are you expanding that? And how are you, you kind of, um, building on, on that? So logistics in terms of, of what digital platforms you're using and, and why you feel those are relevant. And then content wise, some of the things that you're sharing and why you feel those things are important to humanize the brand. Yeah. Uh, so I think the, the two biggest platforms for our industry right now is LinkedIn and YouTube. I think they, they need to be utilized, um, more than ever it LinkedIn for us is so great because you have all, all the people, all the people in the industry are all there. They're all talking, they're all engaging. And it, it's just super important to, to be so consistent on these platforms. And, and the content that you put there is gonna be much different than what you would put on Instagram or Facebook. This is much more business driven. People are going to LinkedIn for educational purposes. They're going there to learn, they're going there to connect. It's very business driven. And, and ultimately on YouTube, you get to put out 
much longer pieces of content, like vlog style stuff that could really bring people into your business. So when, when we talk about the content that I'm putting out, you're never really going to see me, you know, be that a salesman on there saying, Hey, come down to Maliki partner service. We're going to service your commercial cooking, refrigeration, dishwashing. You'll never see me do that because it's really not about um, putting out an ad. It's really just about taking you through the day. And so you might see me uh, in, in the, in the trenches with the technicians doing some installation work, helping them, or just being there to capture this, this important, uh, the important jobs that are happening. So, um, I love, I love for our customers or end users. I love for our reps and dealers to actually see what goes into some of these things, because there's, there's also not just promoting the me and the company, but it's also about building bridges and breaking down perceptions of what technicians are actually doing on a daily basis, because there's, there's just so much misinformation, I think on what we actually do. And this is again, is it open? It's an eye opener into the reps, the dealers, and the manufacturer work, manufacturers we work with, and it's also kind of an eye opener for the end user customer that says, "Wow, I didn't realize all the work that goes into this even before you get here." So, I mean, I'll, I'll have my warehouse. Um, I'll have the deliveries coming in. I mean, you could see every single aspect of what happens leading up to an install, leading up to a job, and then getting out in the field and talking with the technicians and talking with the end user customers and just putting that out into the, into the world and just, uh, you know, beginning to create that engagement. You know, that's what this is really all about. It's about building engagement and community around myself, which is you know, the rich Maliki brand and around Maliki parts and service, which is the business. And they, they intertwine together because people do business with people. And when we can really f- showcase our business and the people, we're going to make connections with the people that want to do business with us and doors are going to start opening and it's just gonna it's just gonna create um, that that sense of that humanization that that we're looking for. Yeah, that it's a good point. I think the distinction here is that the topic of this podcast is around humanizing your brand, not marketing your brand. So humanizing can be an aspect of marketing your brand, but it is different, right? I mean, we're not just talking about, okay, what new hook can we use in a, in a commercial that we're, we're going to do, or, you know, what's our tagline for, um, our customer base or what, you know, how do we need to update our job descriptions? You know, I mean, those are, are all aspects that companies should certainly be thinking about, but what we're talking about here is, um, you know, humanizing and making it more personal, right. And, and showing the, the people side of the business, which again, can both relate to your customer base in a, in a different way, as well as, you know, show the inner workings of the company to prospective employees and, and the next generation of workforce and, you know, help them better understand what a day in the life looks like. And, and, um, there's, a ton of different options for, you know, how, how you could do this. Um, Absolutely. so, so I, I think that's a good point. I mean, I think, you know, it, it probably needs to tie in with a broader marketing strategy, right. And, and, um, you know, be working towards common goals, but I think that it's important to, draw that distinction of humanizing versus marketing. I mean, it's an element of content creation that, you know, is, is newer and, um, a bit unique in terms of, um, 
you know, what service organizations are doing, which is why I was drawn to, to you on LinkedIn and, and asked you to come and talk because I think that, you know, it's an approach that, um, that others can certainly learn something from in terms of being able to share in, in new and different ways. Um, so let's talk about, um, from a recruiting perspective, you know, how have you seen this work pay off? You know, how has, how has sort of this humanization of, of Maliki helped you in terms of reaching those next generation workers and, and recruiting new technicians? Yeah, I see. So, I mean, if we're speaking directly from the efforts that I've put forth and, and what I've been able to, to gain from it, um, I, I did make, now this is, I'm, I'm probably consistent with this for a solid two years. And I have hired one technician uh, through watching my YouTube and Facebook videos. Uh, he, you know, he reached out to me and basically said, you know, I'm at a company right now that is not a bad company, but they don't really believe in the same things you do as far as training and, and people first kind of thing. And he was intrigued to talk to me. We brought him in and now he's been with us a year. So that's, you know, that's, that's going back to just, you know, human connections, you know, not, not actually marketing and advertising, but me just, you know, rich, just being rich on, on the camera, talking with his, his team, you know, on the road and the conferences and just meeting new people. And, you know, we, we all, you know, have, have connections when, 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 when you look at stuff like that, it's like, Oh, this guy, this guy's, you know, he's a genuine guy. I really like it. And, and that pulls people in. I, I, I was also, invited to speak at uh, several different schools over the last couple of years. And through, through that, I, I actually was able to hire two young men that graduated high school. They were not going to college. They love working with their hands and they're right now uh, after a year plus they're on their own bands and, and they're, you know, training and continuing to build, and, you know, before they're 25 years old, they're going to have an amazing career on their hands. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been uh, really, um, humbling and, and, and exciting to see the, the efforts starting to pay off, you know, and, and not just, not just from an employee perspective, but, you know, people always say, Hey, Rich, after you're done making the videos, you know, what's the bottom line here? Are you making any money? And it's not that people are writing me checks, right? They're not right. Say, Hey, Rich, we love your videos. Here's a thousand dollar check. You know, it's not that it's, it's the relationships that get built through social media. And I think people often forget social media you know, it's a place to be social. It's like any, anything that you would have in real life, you should be doing online as well. You should be engaging people with conversation. And, and again, through the content that you pump out, people will begin to have that sense of community and they come to your posts and they're looking, they're looking for it. And I've been able to develop some of the, some relationships with some national chains and also some school districts that have, um, come to fruition. And we are now servicing a couple of, of those. So, you know, for monetary purposes and business purposes, yes. I mean, um, those things would have never happened had I never started this journey. So it's, it's important to understand that, that, you know, when you're online and you're, and you're doing, you know, and it's not just about, you know, scrolling through a feed and consuming content. It's really about being social and, and, and engaging with people and building a community around every single thing you're doing to bring the people in just by being you. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, you mentioned Gary V earlier, Gary Vaynerchuk, um if if anyone didn't catch that or or isn't familiar and you know, he he really promotes a value first approach to content, right? So, um I I think that's 
part of the point here, particularly when when you talk about um, increasing awareness of the trades and uh, you know helping you know kids in high school understand that there are different career paths available to them and and that sort of thing. When when you talk about that, I think that you know with as big of a challenge it is in a variety of different industries, it's, it's really a deeper responsibility than just the short-term objective of hiring in new talent, right? I mean, you obviously have that need and in the instances that, that it pays off in terms of instant gratification, then, then that's wonderful. But, you know, the work that you're doing in speaking at high schools and getting content out there that shows this sort of industry as a potential career path and, you know, that sort of thing is um, the type of awareness that all service organizations need to be building so that, uh, you know, this, this broader problem of, you know, the trades not getting attention or not being seen as a viable career path or not being understood in the ways that they've evolved, you know, so that that broader objective is, is reached. So I think that's a good point that, you know, there's, um, there's some short-term payoff that can happen, but but there's also a broader objective of those underlying initiatives. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about uh, is um, you you've created a group uh, online, um, the Fed Group, to provide a sense of community specific to to your industry, the the food equipment industry. Um, tell us a bit about that, what the value is in in creating that community and uh, and what you're doing with it. Yeah, so a little over a year ago, we started a Facebook group called the Food Equipment Digital Disruptors on Facebook, now pretty simply known as the Fed Group now. Um, essentially, we we wanted to build a community online because obviously I'm, I'm building a brand online, I'm building a brand in the industry. And, you know, through that, you know, Everything that we do, you know, a lot of people will say different things uh, as far as what's king. For us, community is king. So we wanted to build a community to connect people, to have a place that we can, um, all sectors of the industry, service, reps, everyone, to kind of, again, going back to the perception thing, I really really love to be able to get all the sectors of the industry in, in a place that we can kind of all talk about our pain points. Some, If we have questions, we can go there and we know we're going to get, you know, real answers from, from industry veterans. And, you know, through that, it's been, it's evolved. It's really become, be, began evolving. And we, we were able to put a conference on in Miami, which was really focused towards digital branding and digital marketing. So people understood exactly what we're doing and bring some outside people into have the industry understand from a different perspective, what humanizing your brand was, you know, we had Carlos Gill there who, who just has, who has a book out right now called the end of marketing. And a lot of the stuff, you know, that he, that he writes in there is the stuff that I'm, I'm practicing on a daily basis. But the, the Fed group itself is, is really a place at this point where, you know, we are looking to create awareness for the industry as a whole. We are going to be educating and connecting people um, on a much bigger level. We want to really work with the channel partners, you know, Mofsi, Cefesa, all, all the big channel partners, NAFM, and, and get them more involved in there. Because I think we could begin to, you know, we, we talk a lot about talking the same language in our industry at all these conferences. And I think this could be an amazing conduit to have these 
executive directors from these associations being able to come in and drive their messages. What's new? What's up and coming? What should we be looking for? And having hundreds now, hopefully into the thousands very soon, to all be able to get this information at their fingertips. And again, just just creating that connectivity. Um, people are, 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 are in there right now doing business together. And it's, uh, you know, we're putting on events, we're, we're putting the food equipment and the service industry on a center stage. And really, this is a, a big play to, again, back to that, that saying, you know, all ships rise with the tide. And there's a lot of support on that, on that spectrum from service, from reps. And it's been amazing to see because, you know, I, we have a hashtag that we use community over competition. We could really blow this industry up. I mean, it's a big industry, but not everybody knows about it. And, and they need to. And that's what I feel like the Fed is going to be able to really do. We're going to create awareness. We're going to help. I'm not saying we're going to solve the skilled trades gap, but I think we can help solve the, the gap if we continue to put on events and create awareness together. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's been really exciting to see uh, how it all develops. Yeah, I like it. I think that, you know, the thing that, that drew me to you, Rich, is that you're, you're really looking at this from the perspective of how you can provide value to your stakeholders, whether that's your customer base or whether that's your employees and prospective employees, um, not, you know, really provide value to them. So if it, if it helps you great, um, in terms of, you know, Maliki parts and service and the business, but, but you're really looking to, um, connect with them in a different way to provide that sense of community to people to increase awareness of the opportunity that exists within the trades for the younger generation of workforce. And, and those things are all things you're doing from, you know, a sincere interest in elevating, uh, the industry and, and, um, outside of just the business. And, and I have a lot of respect for that. I think that that's the element of what you're doing that people could take something from. I think that um, companies are are very guilty of of getting you know their blinders on and and just thinking, what product do I offer? What service do I offer? What are its fe- features and functionalities? And and how do I sell 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 that right? And I think that the whole message here is to take those blinders off and think about how to connect on a more personal level and, and think about how that connection can benefit your business, um, from a customer perspective and from an employee perspective. So that being said, I want to, in conclusion, I'm hoping you can provide, um, some, some thoughts or, you know, words of wisdom to the listeners in, um, in a couple areas. One is, for for a company that isn't necessarily um, well versed in humanizing, you know, where would you start? Um, you know, how would you think about what stories to tell or how to how to connect, um, both from a kind of a, a content perspective, like how they can think outside of the box in in terms of just that feature functionality message, and then also any advice you can offer in terms of platforms, like is video better than something else? Are there certain, you know, social platforms that you've had more success with than others? So what advice can you offer someone who wants to, to kind of embrace more of this? Yeah, I think the first thing to start with and to understand is, um, why, first of all, why are you going to start your, your media journey? Why? 
Um, once once you figure that out, the number one thing I think is you, you just you have to make sure you're putting out stuff that's for your audience and not stuff that is for you. Because I think when we talk about the blinders on, right, when you're putting on stuff for you, it's like I got to sell my brand. I got to sell my services. I got to sell my products. That's what I want to see out in the world because I want to sell and I want to build my business. But when you th- when you think of it from the audience perspective and the person on the other end of that phone or the tablet or wherever they are, they're going to keep on going because they don't necessarily care about, you know, a picture of an oven with a model and my logo that says, hey, I could save you because we haven't even connected yet. You don't, you know, people that might be seeing this, we don't, they don't even know me. I'm just a service company uh, scrolling through a feed. So put out valuable content for your audience, make it for them and make it something that they want to engage with. Now, whether that is a video or uh, just a picture or whatever it is, I think, um, or, or just audio podcast, however it's going to be. I think, you you know, as a company and as the people within that organization, they kind of have to figure that out for themselves. I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer. I do feel that video is probably the most powerful. So maybe if you're the owner of a company and you're saying, well, I don't really want to be on film, you might have a rock star in your organization. Find that person that wants to be on film and and, and incorporate them into it. And they're, they're going to feel a much, a much closer um, bond with the company as well. Like, wow, they really put this on me. So you could really connect to your employees better on that level too. But um, the content is there right in front of everyone. Um, for us, I say focus on LinkedIn, focus on, on YouTube. And don't discount Instagram or, or Facebook or even TikTok at this point because they all have value. But going all in, I think, on, on the ones that I think are going to work best for the service industry right now, that might change. LinkedIn and YouTube are the most powerful. And the content is right there in front of you. You know, walk up into your office, get the phone out, get the camera out, whatever you want to do, sit in your service department. Let's talk about what's going on right now. I guarantee you that there's probably 10 things going on in anyone's service department right now that would be amazing content to put out into the market and start conversations and start to build around that the engagement around around those issues because we all are going through a lot of the same stuff. I just put a post out recently about um, stocking the right parts and, and consolidation and all this stuff, and I got 20, 20 something comments. And it's because we all we all want to learn. We all want to learn from each other to be better. And 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 if we could teach someone along the way, that's amazing. And people are going to keep coming back for that. They're going to hit the follow. They're going to hit the like. They're going to hit the subscribe because they want to see what's next. So, you know. Thinking, thinking outside the box, you know, don't be afraid to try things. The number one thing people do is overthink and they say, well, I don't know if I should put this out. Just put it out. Keep putting it out. The market is going to decide what's good and what's not. You're going to know. And uh, again, just back to the platforms, focusing on LinkedIn and YouTube, I think, and the service industry, whether it's HVAC, cooking, refrigeration, and just listen, be authentic, be genuine. Put your put your customer put your, put the people on the other end first, and in time again, people want everyone wants right now instant. In time, you have to put this. This has to be a strategy. This has to be a part of your business. This has to be a priority. There should be Monday morning meetings about what you're going to do for the for the media sector of your business. This is a long term play. This is in perpetuity. This is forever, and over time, you're going to begin to see new opportunities that you never knew you wanted or existed. And it's going to begin to build your business. It's going to begin to put you closer to your employees. It's going to put you closer to your manufacturers and reps and dealers and the people that are in the industry. And it's just, it's just, I mean, I, I'm passionate and excited about it because I just know that the opportunities are endless. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and I think that one of the things you said that's important to reiterate is that when it comes to this concept of humanizing the brand, you can't overthink it. Um, we had someone on uh, a couple weeks ago, Linda Formicelli. She's, um, she runs an agency that creates content and she was giving some tips on, on content marketing. Um, and that was one of her biggest pieces of advice too, is don't overthink to the point that you're not just starting to put content out. Right. I mean, the, the biggest way at winning in a content rich world is to be creating it. Right. So it's that process of, um, of getting going and, and just making it, like you said, a, a very continual, very ongoing effort. Um, and I think that authenticity and, um, keeping the perspective of, of what is valuable to the people you're trying to reach are, are some very important themes. Um, so thank you for that. Thank you for sharing. Um, I commend you for the work you're doing, not only to, um, to improve, your business, but also to, um, to connect people, uh, to one another that, that can benefit from those connections and to, um, increase awareness of the trades for some young folks that, that could have some great viable career paths and, you know, a lot of other things. So, um, appreciate you being here, Rich. Thank you so much, Sarah. I, re I really appreciate being here and, um, yeah, just, just, uh, excited and passionate about the future of the industry. So thank you. Absolutely. Uh, for more content, check us out at uh, Future of Field Service, www.futureoffieldservice.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn and Twitter at The Future of FS. The Future of Field Service podcast is published in partnership with IFS. You can learn more about IFS service management by visiting www.ifs.com. As always, thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.